2.08, which means on a Tuesday. It's Andrew Dembina time and time for some tasty bits of news from the local and global food and drink scene. Good afternoon to you, Andrew. Afternoon, Sadia. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. I think, you know, the just having the sun out and yeah. you know, the weather and the, and the rain clearing actually does help, doesn't it? Psychologically, yeah. It's been how many days? I think we've probably lost count of grey skies and rain, haven't we? Yeah. Was, I mean, going back from last weekend, actually further from there, I think it's almost been like, what, seven, eight days? Yeah, something like that. Mm. It how are you keeping? Sometimes, doesn't it? Are you, are yes, you kind of thanks. out and about today or not? No, I am at my desk mm-hmm. doing magazine stuff as well as preparing uh, notes for this segment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm I, with a... Uh, yeah, with a with a bit of a kind of blue slash cloudy sort of thing drifting by. I haven't got time to look at it really, Sadia, but it's okay. nice to know it's there. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, tasty morsels of uh, of global uh, bits of food and drinks news. You uh, you touted this as for the first for the first two out of four. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with things very far away from. Uh, um, Hong Kong. Uh, in fact, no, I'm going to mix it up a bit. I'll start off with one from Hong Kong, which is, I'll start off with two which are the, let's say, less um, less light-hearted uh, segments, and then I'll do the lighter ones at the end. I think mm-hmm. that's the best way to go, usually. Okay. So, um, so, okay, in Hong Kong, um, the Consumer Council just yesterday uh, announced that uh, among baby snacks, there were ingredients that mm. exceeded yeah, the government's high sugar uh, and high salt content reference levels. Yes. And yeah, I mean it's. Um, I saw uh, that. I, I had to. Yeah, I mean I had to actually look up this term, but a lot of the baby snacks were said to contain, in inverted commas, free sugars. Which um, I'm not sure if you know about that, but I'll, I'll just define it for the listeners. It's it's additional sugar. It, free sugars means additional sugar that isn't in other ingredients that are in there. That means that, let's say you had raisins in a biscuit, oh. that would be a natural sugar. Okay. Um, but, but, but free sugars are the stuff that's just spooned in, oh, in an industrial goodness. kind of quantity. So, um, yeah, most, most baby snacks do contain free sugars. And, uh, and, of course, they have a little bit of salt. That's normal. That's, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just the amounts that we're worrying. So 13 baby snacks exceeded the high sugar uh, reference level, 13 out of 37 that were sampled and tested. Mm. And the, the, worst, the worst one that came up, and I, to be honest, I had to look this up too, were baby yogurt melts. Now I, now, I have a son that's 19 years old, <laughs> and I certainly haven't heard of those. They must be a bit more recent than when he was a baby. Yeah. Um, so they're, uh, they're, in a manufactured sense, they are a bit like, I certainly have had the, you know, adult or kids and adult version of yogurt coated raisins or mm-hmm. nuts have you had mm-hmm. those yes. before yes yes that's right. so so it's a little bit like that but for but for babies and sometimes okay. there's nothing inside them oh. and other times yeah other times there are also um soft centers that are manufactured to go in there that are soft mm-hmm. on babies gums okay. and that's one of the most popular snacks it's funny when i looked it up i saw in uh, in north america particularly this is a massive uh, massively popular thing that, and, and in fact there are recipes that i just came across through searching what these things were mm-hmm. that showed uh, recipes for people to make them at home from okay. yogurt okay. to um, you know to kind that might of might be a bit uh, healthier though if you made it at home maybe 
I think I think so, mm. and um, and they they then uh, yeah they they boil boil it up a little bit or simmer the yogurt, and then they can place uh, dried fruit inside them. Um, but something that's soft enough for the age of the baby, not if they're just um, not even teething yet, then it's just the yogurt itself, and they are put in the freezer when they're homemade ones, unlike the ones that are bought, um, you know, that are made on a big scale. Mm. They're put in the freezer because um, they can be just um, a, a tiny little drop, but they can be soothing for when babies are teething. teething but anyway, yes, yes. that's digressing there a bit. Because, but uh, So um, uh, the samples that were taken by the Consumer Council of, uh, uh, there were, uh, baby snacks across the board. Some of them were rusks and biscuits for teething babies a little bit older to get their teeth into. Um, as well as the sugar, uh, there were there were traces of uh, concentrated fruit juice. And if you combine free sugar with concentrated fruit juice, you then get a further content mm. of sugar. Mm. So, and uh, there's a kind of loophole that. The, uh, the, that was mentioned by the Consumer Council itself, that there isn't a law here for um, fructose or other sugar that comes naturally through ingredients, even honey that's added, that wouldn't be counted as sugar, mm. um, which means that sugar content is deceptive and the amount that is declared is not always the full amount if there's dried fruit or, um, or honey in there. And uh, they, the, uh, the Consumer Council of Hong Kong said that in the US and Britain, um, it's, there's, there's a recommendation that children younger than two years old should not contain food and beverages with any added sugar. Um, but that, uh, you know, that, that isn't the case here. It's just a, they didn't say it should be. They're not there to judge. They're just talking about what was found. Um, they, uh, the council also noted that raisin biscuits um, were, uh, uh, as I mentioned, containing more fructose, and it comes up to uh, about... 11% of concentrated grape juice mm -hmm. um, of some of the biscuits, which means a lot of uh, fructose wow. uh, within that. Mm. So they, that was, they've really done some thorough testing here. Um, the council's chief executive, uh, Jilly Wong, said that we believe there is a need to review the current regulation to include sugar as the necessary nutrition um, ingredient so that the public and parents for these baby snacks can have more information to select the right ones for their babies and children. Mm. That's the end. That's the end of that one. But okay. uh, but it's just interesting because they do go, they do probe things quite deeply. I don't know if you also saw. Yes, I'm not did. going to include it. Yes, yeah, I saw but, the report last night actually on the yeah. news. And yeah. I was quite surprised because, I mean, the other one was about sausages and the fact exactly, that so many yeah, of these processed say. sausages have a mm. huge amount of sodium in them. But I, yeah. I worry about the children's ones because I think that, you know, once you get kids used to sugar and stuff, mm. then they just want more of it. And obviously their teeth are not there yet, but then that's going to have detrimental effects later. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Good. So, okay. so it's good that this is being pointed out, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, and then something of a more worldly nature is that there's an update of something that I mentioned in these Tuesday reports over a month ago now about the Russia-Ukraine war mm -hmm. stoking up global uh, food crises. And uh, I'm not going to start talking about the price of food or going up and all that stuff again, but there was, um, at the weekend, starting from Friday, I mentioned this because it came up as an item on the agenda, uh, at a G7 summit held in Germany on Friday, 
um, they, they gave a serious warning of the hunger effect of different parts of the world, which is mainly down to um, grain storage that is in the U- Ukraine that yeah. is not able to get out. Because as we have mentioned before, and maybe yes. listeners yes, have also heard, Russia and Ukraine are both immense producers of grain that is used uh, to make flour. It's, it's exported in its natural uh, state to be uh, to be pounded, milled into flour and to be used for other food products um, around the world. And so uh, a German uh, foreign minister who attended the G7 meeting, her name is uh, Anella Baerbock, she, um, she was hosting it uh, and she mentioned on Saturday, the day after the discussions about all this, that up to 50 million people, particularly in Africa and the Middle East, will face hunger in the coming months unless ways are found to release the Ukrainian grain, which mm. accounts for a sizable share of the worldwide supply. And wow. those figures or stats were given. But uh, but we have heard this before because we talked about yes. um, mm. people finding it difficult to get flour for flatbreads in the mm-hmm. Middle East, didn't mm-hmm. we, on a, mm-hmm. about a month or so ago. So um, in, a, in a statement released at the uh, end of the three-day meeting from Friday, um, which was um, on the coast of the Baltic Sea in Germany, the G7 pledged to provide further humanitarian aid to those who are finding staples difficult to get hold of. So the, uh, they concluded that the war has generated one of the most severe food, food they mentioned energy as well, but we're talking about food, um, in recent history, which now threatens the most vulnerable across the globe and we are determined to accelerate a coordinated multilateral response to preserve global food security and stand by the most vulnerable in this respect. So um, it's... Um, it's very a, a sad, like, isn't it? It's just awful. It, yeah, mm. that it's trapped, that there mm. are uh, uh, untold amounts. Maybe the figures couldn't be given because they've not been quantified, you mm. know, that, that, mm. um, that, that with all the... The, uh, the conflict that's going on, that they're not able to even know how much of that, but they do know if it's still intact that there are tons and tons of the stuff. Um, while some people are uh, looking at the, the G7 says to be facing famine. So um, they also, they called jointly the seven nations uh, on Russia to allow um, the Ukraine to, to release this. And also last Friday, the Ukrainian foreign minister, Dmitry uh, Labour said that his country remains willing to talk to Russia about unblocking grain supplies stuck in the Ukraine silo, silos, um, but, uh, but so far they have not managed to have dialogue on this. So there you go. That's, those, are the, those are the two heavyweight uh, reports on the baby food and the grain. And we go from two serious uh, bits of food news, uh, you know, items from around the world and Hong Kong, to two more that are uh, on a more positive note. Firstly, in Toronto, and I've sent you some pictures. Yes. I sent, uh, some, yeah. some, and they're uh, on Facebook as well. Yeah. Um, something uh, has just launched. It is a brand new Asian night market called Super Fresh in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And it aims to give a taste and to showcase the street culture that is um, night market cuisine from as many parts of Asia as they as they can provide to different uh, stall holders and uh, and little restaurants and drinks vendors. Um, it's it's a place that it looks very cool though, doesn't it, Sadia? It, it looks it's, great. Uh, it's indoors. 
Which we need in Canada. I don't think they could have any street markets given their climate, no, I think. No, they, they're, they're probably having to pump in heating for most of the year, I should imagine, yes. in, that, um, in that indoor venue that takes over from, uh, from what was uh, previously called the Annex Food Hall, which was like food halls in Hong Kong, somewhere where you would have tables in the centre and lots of uh, mm. outlets. Uh, around the side. But this has been rejigged. I mean, you can see that, can't you, um, Sadia? It looks pretty like a, like quite a cool little it interior. It like a cool restaurant, yeah. And my goodness, the table, if you look at, if you go to the Facebook page, you'll see it. There's a table just laid with all sorts of lovely food. And, mm. and seriously, my mouth is watering just looking at it. But it yeah, looks really nice. Yeah. Nice atmosphere. Look, you know, quite bright and cheery. Nice mm. place. Mm. And, and, and quite uh, contemporary looking, really. Yeah. I mean, it's almost, I wouldn't say it's not sort of nightclub-y looking, but it's, it's looking quite, quite, quite hip and trendy, yes. isn't it? Yes, yes, um, that's great. So I guess that goes with the name, Super Fresh. It's, uh, they, they do aim to bring uh, cultural experiences as well, so they will be sometimes having uh, performances there, but it's not an art space, so there's an eating and drinking place. Mm. So um, they, uh, the organisers and the partners... Um, mentioned that night markets, as we know, in this part of the world, have been a tradition in parts of Asia where it gets hot during the day and people prefer shopping and dining in the evenings when it cools off a bit. Mm. Um, as we say, that's, that doesn't really apply to Canada. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, we go in there for the heat now, actually. Yeah, the winter, actually, yeah, yeah. To, warm, to warm up. Yeah. Um, so one, one of the... Um, one of the partners whose pictures in one of the photos that I sent you, Sadia, Trevor Loy, um, he's, a, he's, he's got restaurants in Toronto already and he wanted to bring certain dishes and ingredients um, because there, there are also little mini grocery stands as well that, that they can't find in Toronto, either in restaurants, because restaurants don't usually specialise in street food, and also that you can't find in grocery stores so so much variety of grocery products, whether mm. it's snacks or raw ingredients that are, that are bottled or, or powdered. So um, he said it's about bringing these aspects together because of, because of the, him and his partners found that they just couldn't find them in Toronto. The, the best ideas always come from... From uh, from a lack or spotting a niche, don't mm -hmm. they? so 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 I, ho I hope they they do well. Um, James Lee, um, another one of the partners, told uh, CBC News, the, uh, the 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 government uh, broadcaster, and uh, they have a good website too, that his businesses were struggling as many others were with the pandemic and lockdowns. You know, like everywhere else, like here and um, in the hospitality industry. But he used it productively to try and think of uh, and to talk with those other couple of partners on how to create a space that reflects the changes that they wanted to see. Because the previous food hall was in trouble during the lockdown period, like many places. They, they, they had rent to pay and couldn't really survive where you know, when, when they were shut down for so many months. So, um, so the, these guys uh, got together and dreamed up a very creative idea which is now it was launched this weekend just gone oh, on right. saturday and okay. they, got, they got a lot of people coming through yeah um they also another comment that came uh, from some of the partners were that they wanted to show that there's more to asian food than the um than korean barbecue <laughs> and um and the type of things that they would find elsewhere they cited korean barbecue it must be very very popular those mm, those mm. hot sizzling platters in a cold country yes, i should lovely. say 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's um, the thing to warm your hands, I think, really. Yeah, while you're cooking, exactly. Just take your time on, on grilling that, whatever you're grilling over the, over the hot plate. Um, there's a picture also of another one of the partners um, who is Christina Pack, and um, she is in charge of a little... Uh, grocery shop that uh, that has dishes. She came uh, to live in Toronto from being born and bred and uh, growing up in California, where she mentions that there were a lot more, uh, a wider range of, uh, of Asian ingredients available, and they are just not found. In the photo of her, we can see it's hard to tell exactly what the snacks and mm. uh, ingredients for mm. cooking are behind her, but I can see that there are some Japanese characters and there's English words that develop Japanese brands in boxes behind her. Mm. So it really is going going pretty pan-Asian, they say. Mm. So that um, that is called super fresh, should you be visiting Toronto in the near future. I'll look future. out for it, I will. <laughs> yeah, I like the sound of that. It sounds like it, I mean, it sounds and looks like it's really buzzing. And, I, and as Sadia mentioned, you can look at her Facebook page and there's a pretty mouth-watering selection of various Food. Asian food yes. dished up on, on, a, on a table. Exactly. Okay, and uh, the last thing I want to mention is that in case listeners are unaware, we are in the midst of the annual well-priced multi-course extravaganza known as Hong Kong Restaurant Week, which mm. um, always actually goes on for more than a week, rather like the French May Cultural Festival that goes on for a couple of months. <laughs> but, uh, but, it's, but, but Food Week started, I remember when it started in the 90s, and it was one week because it was such a revolutionary idea to get a, to get a load of restaurants together to agree to make some set lunches and set dinners when I say set, I've looked through these menus and um, and uh, well, I've, I've actually booked one. But oh, um, but, I, but but I, but I uh, but they do have um, some variation in you can choose this or that for various courses. So they're they're in two different price points. Um, so that so the more affordable category is let's say one uh, it's one hundred and forty eight dollars for lunch a set mm-hmm. lunch of three courses in different restaurants and for dinner per person two nine eight mm-hmm. um, or there's the um, starting at one nine eight uh, for lunch and four three eight for dinner and that that that's the slightly pricier one but when you look at what some of these restaurants are offering and if you know if you happen to know some of these restaurants that represents pretty good value oh, right. for, uh, for for what's on offer yeah and uh, also there's a new category that uh, that didn't used to be in it called elite um, so I get those two categories I gave you were for prices elite means that the Restaurants can determine the price itself, and it doesn't mean that they're all over four three eight, which is the maximum one I mentioned for dinner per person. Mm-hmm. Some of them are actually a bit less. It's just that the organisers have just done it with these two different price points okay. for lunch and dinner. So okay. um, other restaurants are playing around with it. I must say, without advertising anything, that um, there is one kind of caveat to being able to attend this. You have to you have to pay with a credit card from arguably the most popular bank in Hong Kong oh. and um, so so it has it has them which they didn't used to have as a sponsor. Does it start with H then does it? It does, it okay. does. I won't say what it ends <laughs> okay. keep them guessing. There are two big banks that Oh yeah they do so absolutely. So, so people can go if they want to find out <laughs> what they need to have in their pocket or bag to restaurant week that's all one word right. dot 
diningcity, all one word, .hk. But if you just Google Restaurant Week Hong Kong, okay, you're going to find it. And the list is there, so, is it, of all the restaurants and things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the, you, you, what, what happens is that you book online and uh, you get a uh, an email or SMS back mm. that uh, confirms your reservation. You actually don't have to pay anything until... You don't have to give credit card details. You just need to pay at the end of your meal. So oh, there's a little bit of trust good. involved there. Mm. Yeah. I'm looking at that. Yeah. So I've done that before, and it gave me... I haven't done it for a few years. Well, probably... I think they might not have been running it, running it as regularly over the last few years, actually. But, um, but, but uh, yeah, I remember trying an Italian restaurant in Sheung Wan, which makes, which makes handmade pizza. Mm-hmm. Sorry, handmade pasta, mm-hmm. which, which I hope is still there. It made the most amazing handmade ravioli. Oh, which I, 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 I am not a vegetarian, but they're beetroot ravioli at this place. I'm not going to mention the name okay. in case it's closed okay. down. Okay. But um, Can yeah. I ask you, without you mentioning the name, because um, mm. you said that you booked one for yourself too. I have. Um, what, what kind of restaurant is that? What kind of food? Yeah. It is, it's a restaurant I've been to once only before, and it's a Portuguese restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I looked through the, uh, the listings, and I have to choose something that uh, my family and my mother-in-law are going to like, and some of the other things. Are are a little bit too um, unusual, so I thought the Portuguese one <laughs> Portuguese. might fit the bill. Looking that's at the, the clue, then is it right? I can yeah. I can dig it out and find <laughs> it. Okay, okay, yeah. that sounds really good. I mean, it's a good opportunity, and if it does go on for a little bit more than a week, then that's super. You go, get the chance. Go, go, yeah, it goes on until the fifth of June, actually. Okay, that sounds brilliant. Yeah. So that's mm. a restaurant week, and obviously, if you just go to Google and you can get the the restaurant week details. Yeah, brilliant. Easily. I hope you enjoy your meal, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It's uh, it's actually it's not this week, but yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. It was so delicious when I went there last time, and mm. I haven't been there for years. Well, I'm so very hungry at the moment, it. so I won't talk any more about food. <laughs> and I will talk to you. You'll be back on Thursday with Artsy Man. Thank you so much for today's little morsels. You've got me Thank salivating. You very much.